If you're a long-time listener, hi fam, I just want to say thank you. I really appreciate you guys coming in week in and week out, listening, and even sending messages. So shout out to you guys. I'll probably shout you guys out in the description where you can actually just copy and paste your Instagram. Smart. So just saying it, you'll go ahead and copy and paste it. If you're a new listener, you a newbie. What's up, newbie? How you doing? <laughs> we want to say welcome. Thank you for taking a jump from Heaven to National's Instagram to finally meeting High TV. And feel free to take a scroll in our past episodes because you never know. You might learn something. So welcome to High TV. Your place for cannabis news, information, and insights. We hope you enjoy the show. Stay tuned and stay high. Hi TV. Now back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back, Hi TV. Some of you guys are wondering, yo, what happened to Friday's episode, you guys? You promised us. What happened, Hi TV? You lied, okay? I remember last episode you said, you know what? You guys asked for it, so I'm going to give it to you. Well, guess what happened? I got news on Friday that was pretty devastating. I was devastated. You know, I was sitting next to a window when it was raining. It wasn't really raining. It was sprinklers. And I looked out and played some sad music, some Drake in the background. I was draking and driving. The sad news is... Jeez. The sad news is Spotify dropped the sponsorship. <laughs> Spotify. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> no, no, no. All right. All seriousness, Spotify dropped the sponsorship. I think I kind of got too crazy with the curse words. Um, I'm just going to see if maybe they pop back up soon enough. But uh, it is what it is. You know, it happens. You know what I'm saying? Not everything in life is meant to continue. Um, I'm going to stay strong through this. All right. Pray for me, guys. It's been rough. No, nah, it's, not, it's, not it's really not that big a deal. But uh, it did t- take me by surprise when I look at my shit and say, yeah, Spotify sponsorship has ended. I'm like, God damn, nigga. Like, anyway, <clears throat> wow. Speaking of trying not to curse to offend sponsors, <laughs> there I go again. Anyway, we have an interesting episode for you guys this week. As always, welcome to Cannabis News Now. If you guys aren't familiar or first time listeners, this is where we give you a rundown of the cannabis news story of the week and probably some of my opinions on those news stories. So with that being said, let's just jump right into it. So what we're going to talk about today is first, uh, one of the stories we want to talk about is dogs. Yes, your dog Rufus. What kind of dog is named Rufus? Anyway, your dog Max, Kibble, you know, regular dog names. Dogs may soon be able to be allowed to use THC in the state of California. As you know, CBD has blown up, especially in the pet market. Now, there are CBD for cats, but it's not as pos- it's not as popular because cats are already chill, relaxed, and don't really show signs of anxiety. But when dogs are barking nonstop, they sound like especially those little dogs. Just, those little dogs are just nonstop. Give them some CBD, they're relaxed. The mailman is safe; they don't got to worry about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The dog is probably looks up and be like you know what i don't even care i'm chilling that's what cbd does for dogs including when thunderstorms comes really calms them down and of course dogs have joint pain or they get like hip hip dysflexia i believe it's called and so cbd's been great 
However, there's been studies showing that THC given to dogs in micro amounts, not macro, but very micro amounts is shown to help them out with joint pain. Because as you know, dogs are very similar to humans because they have an endocannabinoid system. And in addition to that, I'm so sorry. Uh, You guys always catch me when I just finished drinking something to make sure, you know, my voice is nice and clear. Anyway, so yeah. THC in small doses known to help dogs with their joint pain. Anyway, it's supposed to be a quick news rundown of telling you what the episode is. I kind of do a bad job of keeping the summaries nice and short. Anyway, we have Jamaica, my home country. I don't know why I said home country in a country accent. Excuse me. Maya, Jamaica. Big up, big up. Anyway, Jamaica preps rules to start doing cannabis or medical marijuana exports. In Jamaica, they call it medical ganja. As you know, ganja is the word for uh, cannabis in my country of Jamaica. Shout out to all the Jamaica listeners out there. Shout out to people who's chilling out there with uh, marinas with holes in it. You know what I'm saying? I respect it. You know what I'm talking about? The mesh marina. You feel me? A marina is a tank top, by the way. Um, Hey, shout out to everybody who watched that show called Top Boy on Netflix. I really enjoyed that. It was great. Great way to see how, you know, the uh, underbelly of London, not the pish posh, you know, royalty Teas and crumpets. It's like the the goalie, right, bro? Anyway, shout out to all my Jamaicans who are in Toronto, New York, Florida, everywhere. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Anyway, more on that story later. We also have Cali not playing no mo. As you know, Cali has was the first state in, or excuse me, the second state in America to legalize cannabis recreationally, and. California has been, you know, legalizing cannabis very slowly and surely since 1996. And so with that being said, California is kind of in a rut where let's say a state like Illinois, who's brand new to the legal cannabis game, like fresh, brand new, like fresh out the womb when it comes to legalization, they kind of have to build up their legal cannabis market. However, you have a cannabis market in California that's much more than 20 years old. So with that being said, there are almost three times, no, literally there is three times more illegal cannabis businesses than there are legal. So more on that when we come up and how California is literally putting their foot on the black market. It looks like these dispensaries who are, you know, as I said last episode, got a lot of money invested in them are not playing. They're upset at the numbers, the tax revenue is not there, and they're figuring out ways to bring those sales into legal markets. Cough, vaping epidemic. Speaking of vaping epidemic, we also have an update on the vape crisis. So, of course, you guys know what's going on already. No need to preface it. But because of the vaping crisis, we're having more studies come out, you know, testing whatever studies have been done on vaping before, what may be causing upwards of 300 plus diseases of people who are who have been affected by this vaping epidemic. I mean, it's scary. We even have the president of the United States talking about putting a ban on vaping. Lord, I mean, yo, it's kind of crazy, it's sad, and it's really ironic, but it's really how America is, right? Hypocritical. Like the post we had on Instagram, where it was a skid word, you know, sleeping, and then the last post is like red eyes and an alert. We have how many thousands of deaths? I believe it was 70,000 deaths a year based off of epid, excuse me, based off of opioid addiction. 70,000. But guess what? That's okay, because it's illegal. It's a pharmaceutical industry, okay? It's medicine, folks. And it's 70,000 people dying a year off of pills. We have hundreds, not just 100,000, 400,000 plus deaths a year from cigarettes. But guess what? We don't bat an eye. 
We don't do anything. Why? Because chances are those industries have lobbyists, powerful lobbyists, long-term lobbyists, politicians in their pocket, just like Jeff Sessions was funded, you know, throughout his career before joining the Trump administration as having a lot of tobacco industry dollars. So it make a lot of sense why Jeff Sessions was so good people don't smoke cannabis because he has these financial political incentives to go against cannabis. So continuing on, uh, we have a lot of stories. Well, not a lot of stories, but that was basically the rundown. And the major part of this episode is obviously going to be the vape crisis because it affects each and every one of us. We all know somebody that vapes or we, or we all vape ourselves. And so staying up to date on something like this, I don't think I could just crunch that down into one episode because literally the majority of cannabis news has to deal this week with the response to the vaping epidemic. How are companies reacting? We've seen the press releases. You've seen some of some of the press releases released on our story. And 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 what's happening with business? Because we predicted, of course, we know vaping is vaping sales are gonna go down. Even though I think this is something that's gonna pass over in a couple months. I think the young people are gonna still be smoking vapes and the older folk, like I said, don't have time to waste. They don't have time to risk taking in vapes that's gonna take away their precious years that they have left. But anyway, with our first story, and then we take a break and then we get into the vaping, of, of course. You already know the juiciest part of the podcast is the end. I shouldn't say that, but it's, it's, a, it's truth. We want you guys to listen to everything that's going down, not just give you everything, not just give you the most poignant part of the podcast, and then go ahead and leave. You know I mean, what's the point, right? We want to really build a relationship with you guys, help keep you guys informed so that you know once Monday morning comes, you are up to date on what happened in the cannabis world, okay? You can spread it with your friends, tell your friends losing the podcast. Yo, check out High TV. Stay informed. All right, so dogs. Yes, dogs may soon be allowed to use THC in California. Now, a lot of us, let's say, I can't say a lot of us, but I, you've all been, some of you have been in college, right? I have a lot of college listeners. Shout out to you guys who went to college, you know, made bongs in your bathrooms, had a little sploof to try and make sure no smoke came out, and then use your good towels from Walmart. The good towels, not the, not the cheap ones. For some reason, we always use the good towels, because you know what? It's thicker, and we kind of think in our minds, if we cover the door, you know, under the door with the towel, no smoke will come out. That may not be true, but we do it anyway, right? So that being said, a lot of us have maybe smoked with dogs around in college, and we've seen people in the frats or just people overall do something fun like take smoke and blow it into the dog's ear, and that's how the dog was able to ingest the cannabis. And I've seen it firsthand. I've seen dogs who were maybe like one of those dogs that are always like shaking their legs or, you know, just very fidgety, especially when they're around a lot of people because, you know, dogs get anxiety too. Dogs get depressed, believe it or not. You know, there's dog psychologists out there. <laughs> there's dogs like when I think of dog psychologists, I kind of imagine like Scooby Doo sitting down, you know, <laughs> talking to a therapist, and he's like, "There's so many." I can't even do a Scooby Doo accent, but you just imagine Scooby Doo sitting there talking about all these ghosts. The monsters never stop. The monsters, rah rah rah. All right, stop. You guys are probably get annoyed by the theatrics, but anyway. Dogs are now going to be allowed to use THC, and of course, it's for medical reasons. They're not expecting dogs to get recreationally high. Dogs need it for medicine. As mentioned earlier, dogs have an endocannabinoid system that can benefit from taking in THC. Just as THC helps regulate our homeostasis in human bodies, they can do the same thing for our canine friends in their bodies. 
So we all have seen dogs who have gotten older and gotten more lethargic, and chances are dogs get more lethargic, not just because they're old, but because it's probably achy and pain. It's achy and pain is not a, even a word, but they get more aches and pains the older they get. So taking in something like THC would allow them to maybe become more mobile, to be, feel less pain, to feel more joy. As I said, dogs get depression, depression, anxiety too. So taking something like CBD and THC can be a mood booster for dogs. You know, dogs. Can and want to play again they're fine with being petted they're okay with other human beings not their owners or family being around them so it's going to be interesting to see how you know studies are going to come out to see how exactly thc affect dogs excuse me there was a study that came out that had mentioned how you know dogs that take in large amount of thc it was bad for them why because just like us dogs get dry mouth um dogs don't have an ability to sweat so maybe their their heart would race and so that they get overheated and i've been i believe there's one other uh one other worry i posted on my uh instagram but it's not that big of a story it was really talking about why dogs shouldn't take cbd and i presume that's just other companies who aren't cbd companies who sell pet supplements are losing money because cbd takes care of a lot of them right pain anxiety mood depression joints all of that so, uh, yeah, shout out to all your dogs, you know, dogs in California. I could just imagine going to California, flying to LAX, coming off the plane, walking down Hollywood Strip. And next, you know, I see dogs just looking extra relaxed. Like not only are the owners are relaxed because weed is legal in L.A., but now you have the dogs extra relaxed. You know, they're kind of walking with a little with a little dog, a dog's pimp, pimp <laughs> a pimp walk, a dog pimp walk. You know, like dogs with swagger. That's what I imagine. Now that these dogs can be on THC, you know, what I'm saying less barking. You feel me? The dog park is just, just going to be them sitting around in a circle, you know, passing around a bone. Um, bad jokes aside, next story up, we have Jamaica. Jamaica! Big up, Jamaica! As you know, that is my home country, and uh, I'm very excited to see how Jamaica is now not only the country that's associated with weed, but are now able to enterprise their, their association with cannabis. And I think it's important. Especially how we mentioned a couple episodes, how Zimbabwe is not allowed to grow hemp, how that money can now go into and back to the community, which is very, very important. The same thing can happen with Jamaica. However, there's an issue. In our minds, we think Jamaica, finally, you guys are selling weed and finally you guys are exporting it. But it's not so peaches and cream. Reason being is the local industry is just too small to sustain a large cannabis company. You know, as you know, we can all have, you know, ideas of how Jamaican weed is, how legendary it is. And I don't know if you guys have ever smoked weed from Jamaica, but if you smoke good weed that was grown in Jamaican soil, that is some quality body high weed right there. OK, Jamaican weed that I've had are mostly body highs, much less of a mental high, which I enjoy. You know, I enjoy the indicas more than I do sativas the older I get. Maybe because, you know, the older you get, the more you want to relax because you've been working. You know, you're not just in college, <laughs> getting hot just to just to get by. But uh, but yeah. So with that being said, Jamaica is a t is too small of a country to sustain a large market. You know, and the reason why and the reason being is if you look at the uh, you know Jamaican population, if this information will load in time for me to say it smoothly, their population is only 2.8 million people. Right, three million people in Jamaica. 3 million in that little island. And it's amazing to see how an island with only 3 million people can affect the world the way it does. If you go to places like England, you go to places like Toronto, places like Brooklyn, New York City, 
even even some pockets of Fort Lauderdale here in Florida, you see the uh, effect of Jamaicans in the culture, whether people are using their words, you know, people are just taking their swag. Look at Drake. OK, Drake is a poster child of somebody who wants to be Jamaican. OK, Drake tries so hard. <laughs> he really does. But you know what? I can't fault him on it because, you know, we just cool people. And the reason why people say, yo, why are Jamaican so cool? Because it's too hot in Jamaica not to be cool. You know what I'm saying? And that's just that's just facts. And so that being said, I'm very excited at the news. But don't expect to get Jamaican weed in the United States. Well, the news reports that they will be exporting medical marijuana to Canada, where, of course, it's legal. And so now they're allowed to export medical marijuana to Canada. And they'll be exporting medical ganja to the UK and the European Union. Those states that have agreed to get exports of medical marijuana. Now... Europe is doing something interesting. I don't know why Europe won't just grow its own cannabis, but Europe has a uh, affinity towards getting their cannabis from overseas, which I don't know why they would rather pay those shipping rates across, you know, the, the, the ocean in big boats. But hey, that, it, it's a European's prerogative. As you know, companies like uh, Canopy and a few others have contracts already in Europe to export massive amounts of medical marijuana. And, Can and uh, Jamaica is now joining the fray. So big up Jamaica. You know, I don't have a good pat Patois accent. You know what I'm saying? I grew up here when I was two years old. So my, my accent is totally New York, number one. I don't want to embarrass myself in front of y'all, but I'm respected anyway and say salute to all my Jamaicans out there. Put your two finger out of the sky, right? And just bless. Next story coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about Cal California. Yo, California is not playing games, okay? California is not playing. All right, you guys already know if you're a long-time listener. The rent is too damn high <laughs> and the taxes are too damn high in California. And with that being said, that's causing people to say, yo, why would I buy my cannabis from dispensaries when I have my weed man that doesn't have any taxes, gives me deals, and I get more weed, more bang for my buck, you know? And with that being said, California realizes this. They see the, the loss in our sales. I already said it before. I'm going to say it again. California, get your act together. And here's the story, right? Here, here's the story that really breaks down why they're cutting down so hard, you know, by causing weed maps to have to stop selling, you know, or, or, or delete any illegal cannabis business on there. But come on, weed maps. Let's be honest. What made you grow so fast, especially in California, is because you allowed illegal cannabis businesses to operate on weed maps. So let's just say you create a cannabis company. You're you the high TV slash Hamilton National follower on Instagram. You create a cannabis business. And let's say you're a delivery business, right? You're called 420 to go, right? You go on weed maps, you create a profile, upload the imagery, you have your menu on there, and now people in your area can find you and request you to deliver weed to them. And now you are running a successful business. Now imagine news just broke. Now weed maps is trying to be all slick and say, oh, due to the, uh, you know, how does the Californians talk? I don't know. Yo, dude. The way these uh, vaping news is going down, man, I just can't, you know, really be down with having illegal businesses on our platform. I just can't do it, you know? <laughs> so that's what Weed Maps is doing. Weed Maps is saying, due to the vaping epidemic and the uh, fears caused by smoking illegal vapes, they no longer want to support having illegal businesses on there, which, of course, illegal businesses are selling illegal vapes, counterfeit vapes. And who knows? That may be a... Uh, uh, 
they may be truthful in that, but that's just a scapegoat to save their own asses from getting another season assist from the state of California to stop allowing illegal businesses to operate on there. And it's detrimental because you're thinking of it in a weed map sense where it's like, okay, good business move. You save yourself a couple lawsuits and a couple fines. But think about the people whose livelihoods are really meant, excuse me, whose livelihoods depend on weed maps, whose families are being fed by their business that runs on weed maps. Put it this way. Imagine Amazon said, we're no longer going to sell, you know, we're no longer going to sell these. We're no, we're no longer going to have these non-giant conglomerate businesses to, to sell items on our platform. So all you third party vendors out there who are newly entrepreneurs, probably living a very comfortable lifestyle, don't have to worry about anything and probably have your future set on the income you're going to make on that platform. So you know what? No. Due to the scare of rashes from detergents of you third-party vendors, we're going to shut down the whole goddamn thing. And that's exactly what they're doing, is shutting down the whole goddamn thing. And it's messed up because, like I said, these, these people are going to be out of business. And it's sad because we knew it was coming. We just didn't know it was going to come so quick. As you know, they just legalized weed in California in 2018 on January 1st or January 7th, you know? So that being said, it's not that long of a time, but I, I guess when the numbers come in, politicians are upset. And like I said, those investors are not getting their crack, aka profits. They're not, they have to do something. And so Weed Maps was the first one to go. We have a place in so, uh, Sonoma, California. 60,000 plants were destroyed. 60,000 plants were destroyed. You know how many pounds of weed that is? that is just gone, taken by the feds. I mean, they have helicopters flying around, which is nothing new. I mean, California has been doing this forever, having helicopters fly around and shut down large weed operations. But now I'm seeing through the Instagram at XYZ Blacklist, or uh, the Blacklist XYZ on Instagram, who shows all the news that's going on in California, especially the raids. Raids are on an uptick. I mean, this summer we saw that the prices for a pound of weed all over the country went up. And the reason why it went up was because all these large cannabis grows in California that supplied the black market across the 50 states, or especially the states that aren't legal, they got shut down, they got raided. I mean, yo. It was hard. We were seeing pounds go up to uh, 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 crazy prices. You know, I'm not even in that field. I'm in the CBD and hemp field, but I have friends who are in the THC field and they were pretty upset at the rising price. You know, the price of the pound is too damn high. I mean, seriously. And so it, it, it's really sad because as we said, cannabis has supported many families. Cannabis is people's really careers. And now that weed maps has to shut down, now California is buckling down. It's really sad. So the story goes as this, California repeatedly has three times as many illegal dispensaries as it does licensed shops. The number goes, now get this, this is crazy, 873 legal shops, which is a lot, compared to 2,835 unlicensed cannabis shops. So literally there's almost 3,000 licensed shops compared to nearly 900 licensed shops who are legal. That's ridiculous. And if you see something like that as a politician, you're going to want to change it. But as someone who's a cannabis enthusiast, I'm like, yo, rock on 2,835. You guys are doing a damn thing. You're not adhering to falling for paying all of these, you know, local and state 
uh, licenses and having to ad adhere to all these other different things. Don't have to get all these investors to do. He's just doing your thing and you're trying to grow yourself into a brand. Anyway, the, the, the story continues. The Los Angeles Times reports it served 19 search warrants and seized $16.5 million in unlicensed products last year. Okay, this year rather. So in 2019, Los Angeles Times reported that they had 19 search warrants and seized a mid-level, uh, almost all-star con NBA contract of illegal cannabis products this year. And you know what? That's barely a drop in the bucket because the Cali market is predicted to be $3 billion with a B. So with that being said, they're cracking down, but they're really not shutting, in, shutting down much. California is one of the largest states in this country, okay? Large. You, it, takes, it takes almost all of the uh, western coast of the United States. So with that being said, that's a whole lot of cannabis being grown in one area and a, a whole lot of illegal cannabis shops. Now, I have no problem with illegal cannabis shops, but I understand the gripes that a legal business would face. You know, if you went out your way to get your license, you went out your way to, uh, you know, pay your dues, do things the right way, you know, steer away from any criminal aspects that may come with selling weed illegally, you know, doing things the straight and narrow, the square way, you paid your money. You got uh, you got massive headaches trying to be, you know, follow regulations and compliance. But now you're losing money to the guy down the street who can care two shits about any type of regulation. I mean, I get why you're pissed and I get why these businesses are coming together to try and shut down illegal cannabis businesses, because guess what? It's a doggy dog world. It's a business versus business. And like top boy, somebody has to come out on top, you know? Some people end up becoming like a Deshaun and other people become ending up like a Jamie. It, it, it is what it is. You have to watch the show Top Boy to understand what I'm saying. But for those of you that have, thank you for listening. Because that show, that show is wicked, man. Wicked. So when we come back, we're going to go talk about the uh, continuation on uh, the vape crisis. But before we go, we have one more can uh, California cannabis story. It just shows you cannabis. Yo, California is not playing. So the last story on Cali on uh, California not playing no more. That's what I named this section, this uh, session or section section. Again, I'm recording this early, early night, late morning, whatever you want to consider. I said that backward like I'm Yoda, but uh, yeah. So if I ever study, just stutter, just know that I'm recording this very late. I'm tired. I got work in the morning, so my brain can be fried sometimes. Okay. So last but not least, on California's stepping their legal game up, trying to make sure the taxes come in high trying to make sure the sales go up in the legal market. They placed a ban on marijuana party buses. A ban on party buses. We all know what cannabis party buses is, right? You find, like, basically, it's it's those tour buses that made no money, right? It wasn't even the tour buses that had, like, the, the, the seats at the top with the microphone. It was just one of those ranky-dank tour buses that just stopped at, you know, landmarks along the Hollywood Strip or around California, right? So those Buses said, yo, now that cannabis is legal, let's just go ahead and throw weed parties and just drive up and down. Now, I understand the basis of this law, but I don't agree with it. And the reason why I understand it is imagine the driver sitting in that bus for hours at a time. Now, a bus driver shift, I don't I don't I don't 
nope. But based off that, my MTA experience is like from what, five to six hours of straight driving. So imagine being a driver, you, the listener, okay? Imagine you, high TV fam, high fam. You're driving a cannabis bus for six hours, okay? They're smoking up and down. It is a hot box, but you know what? They had to make sure it's not too hot because they have the AC on, of course, smart. But you're still getting all this residual secondhand smoke blown in your face, blown in your face. One is smoking Blue Dream. The other's got OG Kush. Someone else got Original Glue. Someone else got Wedding Cake. You know what I'm saying? They got all type of different strains being smoked all throughout this bus. After six hours, you're going to be Kentucky Fried Chicken Fried. Like, you're going to be fried, yo. KFC fried. What I'm saying is you're going to be so high, that bus might be flying by the end of your shift. And I, the law says, or the law became about because people were concerned that these bus drivers were too intoxicated to safely drive on the roads in California. So they had this law proposed to ban any type of cannabis party buses and they almost got it passed to totally ban it, but I guess the countermeasure was they're gonna make sure that all participants in the cannabis bus have to be 21 years old and the bus drivers have to be sealed off. So I'm thinking, yo, what oxygen is this bus driver gonna be, you know, breathing in? If all the smoke is sealed off in the bus, where's his, is it gonna be an oxygen tank underneath the steering wheel? I don't know. I mean, it sounds like a great way to, you know, make a bus driver sweat balls because I mean, it's hot in California. It gets really hot in the summertime. Could you imagine being a bus driver stuck in like a little bubble? You know what I'm saying? It's like being on timeout at a weed party. He's just looking at all your friends enjoy themselves as you're driving a bus. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, the job is a job. Keeping everybody safe in the roads is the right thing to do. And so... California is looking like they're taking all stops possible to gear revenue towards illegal cannabis businesses. They're shutting down these, these buses. Most of these buses don't have licensing to even become cannabis buses. They're shutting down weed maps, which is the godsend for people who are cannabis entrepreneurs, whether you're a delivery driver, whether you're this, whether you're that. Whichever way you process or provide weed, rather, to your consumers it's probably through weed maps if you're in California. If not, you have other platforms where weed maps are being shut down for that reason. People are getting raided. You know what I'm saying? Weed is really being cut down and burned and destroyed all to help these legal businesses. And that's what happens when you have a lot of money in your pocket. That's what happens when you are, when you grease the palm of politicians because you might be giving part ownership in a business. Now, if you're a politician, you have a part ownership in a cannabis business, you're gonna make sure your investment is gonna be healthy, right? You're gonna make sure that Illegal cannabis businesses aren't meshing with your profits. But anyway, enough of my rant on California. It's inevitable. It's going to happen, but I'm not too happy about it. Uh, happened sooner than I thought. We're going to get into the vaporizer crisis, the updates, the studies. There's a study done on, mat on rats showing that, well, we'll tell you more. Basically, why people are getting sick has to deal with your macrophages in your lungs exposure to vapor, whether with nicotine or whether without nicotine. And does cannabis have an effect on this or was it just that vitamin C acetate, vitamin E acetate? Tune in to learn more about this vape crisis update. I think it affects all of us, even from sales numbers reported from August to September based off this news alone. OK, High TV will be right back. Stay tuned, folks. Hey, can you guys just imagine the possibilities of like an ad that goes, don't be a fool, put down a jewel. And like a Mr. T voice, don't be a fool, put down a jewel. <laughs> I swear, this vaping epidemic is crazy. And unfortunately, I myself am a jeweler, so good luck to everybody else who's trying to quit, you know, vaping, uh, nicotine products. Best luck to you. I know I'm going to need it.
back to the show. Welcome back. We are back. What's up? What's up? What's up, hot fam? We are the second half of this episode. Of course, this is the vape crisis continued. I mean, like I said, the vape crisis is too large for us just to, you know, make one episode and and explain why people are getting sick or thought to be getting sick in that first week. Now we're seeing what are the effects of this news. Now, we already mentioned it looks like our government went ahead and expedited expedited some type of uh, ban on e-cigarettes for minors, which I understand completely, but don't be surprised if this also extends to the cannabis industry. You know, for instance, we have a story coming out of Massachusetts where the cannabis regulators are requiring more vape ingredient details. Now, cannabis is definitely going to be, as an industry as a whole, needs more and more regulation. If we're going to be seen as a legitimate industry, like any other industry, we're going to need more regulation. And I see already California and Nevada are already on the same page in that regard. The reason why I say that is, honestly, if you go to Whole Foods in any of those two places I mentioned, and you test swab, let's say, some type of vegetable or some type of fruit, and then you go ahead and test swab cannabis, I guarantee you the cannabis is cleaner than those fruits. Reason being is, for some reason, cannabis is way, way more... uh, is required to be much, much cleaner than even fruits and uh, vegetables that you ingest, which I got to get, you know, you're lighting fire to something, you're heating it up, you're probably killing a lot of bacteria that's there, but the amount of microbes that are allowed to be on cannabis is so minuscule in Nevada, you literally have to wear a full body smock, you know, and go through a sterilizer, like, you know, you know, when uh, surgeons go into surgery and they have that little room in between the surgical room and I guess outside the surgical room that's like a gas that sterilizes you that is required in Las Vegas for some uh, grow operators so with that being said we're seeing the same regulation being applied in a recreational state like Massachusetts the story goes under the new requirements extract and concentrate manufacturers must must include their ingredient list on every additive used in the product including thickening agents and specific terpenes now yo a lot of foul foul stuff is happening in regards to this new news about vaping and people getting sick for instance we have companies who sold i'm not gonna say the names because you know i don't i I, I ain't trying to have nobody following me around but You probably could find out via Instagram, especially if you go to Blacklist uh, XYZ on Instagram. They probably had, I think they definitely had a post on it, where the thickening agents companies are either disappearing, the terpene companies are disappearing, and the terpene companies have the audacity, have the unmitigated gall, as Stephen A. Smith would like to say, as a 9, as a 10, as a 11. They have, yo, they have some, some nerve, yo. These terpene companies are saying, our terpenes are never meant to be vaped. What? But yet you're marketing your terpenes as vaporizer terpenes. All right. As you know, if you don't have the chemical means or the the uh, the manufacturing means to go ahead and, you know, reintroduce cannabis derived terpenes, which are the terpenes you would like to use because they're cannabis derived. Instead, a lot of companies are buying these the same terpenes you find in your pine saw, your fabuloso, whatever non, you know, what I'm saying whatever cleaning product you use in your home. Like, all your cleaning products have terpenes in them because terpenes give that aroma, they give that smell, and some of them have those chemical, you know, the chemical makeup to even help with cleaning up. So with that being said, if you even try some concentrate certain companies use, it smells just like some type of Ajax. You know, it smells like legit soap. And the reason why is because they're using these cheap 
terpenes that yeah they are derived from you know plants and they're derived from fruits and whatnot you know like let's say lemonine is derived from the oil from lemons and then they, they uh process it to make it into a terpene isolated of course right and they're selling it at pretty expensive for some companies but then the fact that these companies market directly to vaporizer companies are now saying oh whoa now that this news is coming out we're we didn't mean for you guys to vape the terpenes we're just selling you a product we didn't tell you to vape it you know what i'm saying like come on now that's like giving somebody a gun and saying we didn't tell you to shoot that person we just gave you the gun i mean either way you tr- all right that's a whole another gun debate i don't want to get into that but you get the reference my, my point is that these terpene companies are not taking accountability for their connection towards this epidemic and naturally like like any company right we've seen the press releases all throughout the timeline our our Vaporizers don't have any vitamin E acetate and don't have any oil. This is Tegrity Farms for those South Park, Far, South Park fans out there. But seriously, the fact that you're a chirping company and now you're either disappearing off Instagram, your website is down, you're staying quiet, no press release l- released shows how guilty some of these companies are, where some of the vitamin E that we're talking about in the news can be found in these cheap terpenes, you know, and thickening agents. Some of these thickening agents have the same carcinogenic chemicals that were found in these tests to cause people to get sick. I mean, come on, guys, come on. Now, the biggest news in the whole vaping scandal that has nothing to do with cannabis, but it's still pointing towards a conversation is we have a teenager, this teenager, which it was funny because the other day I was joking with somebody saying, yo, if I, cause I jewel, right? If I continue to use jewel, I feel like I can have a nice million dollar settlement with jewel and they'll just let it go. But I just remember what my skin looked like and they probably just throw out the case anyway. But anyway, they have this nice teen is not nice. They have this young man, uh, Mr. Adam Herngardiner, who is 18 years old. Right. He was vaping for more than a year. He wasn't just vaping jewels um, and he was hospitalized. You've seen this picture all over the news. Right. And it's almost interesting how this guy is sick from vaping, yet he has a fresh haircut. You know, his beard is all shaped up. You know, what I mean, it looks like he has makeup on his face. And even when he speaks, it doesn't even sound genuine. But maybe I just sound like a hater and I'm very uh, skeptical. Whatever, but the story goes that the guy's 18 years old, he's been vaping for more than a year, okay? He has been recently hospitalized with nausea and problems breathing, which is very typical in these patients. And it's so sad because upwards of 383, nearly 400 people in this country have fallen sick towards a vaping-related illness. Now you're asking, how is this possible? And to continue the story with Adam Handgardner, this guy is suing Jules, saying that they're responsible for him getting sick and being 18 years old with the lungs of a 70-year-old. Listen, as you know, the lungs are very, very delicate, okay? Over, over evolution, our lungs have been made to breathe in air, okay? The oxygen that is around us, the nitrogen, whatever, whatever makes up our air around us, that's what's meant to be breathed in, not a foreign substance like vaporizers now the word vapor and vaporizer is almost misleading because it's not really a vapor which it is it is a vapor it's it's aerosol it's oil drops or or chemical oil drops that have been made into you know mini miniature droplets that look like and mimic a vapor it's not water vapor folks it's chemicals and those chemicals are being breathed into your lungs and your lungs job is to filter what air it can get out so when your lungs aren't filtering air over time it can possibly cause some type of damage to those lung cells especially if you're not an adult especially if you're still growing which is the case in this in this kid, Mr. Uh, Adam. So a study came out, right, where they studied rats. You know, all, all these studies use rats. 
So they wanted to see what the effects were on rats who vaped. Now, of course, you don't have miniature jewels or miniature vaporizers given to the rats and they're just puffing it away or they're, or they're putting, or they're not putting vaporizers in their little hamster water bottle. They're actually just exposing them to the vapor smoke, right? Probably through a machine. With that being said, they tested these mice for upwards of six months plus. I'm paraphrasing. And so they had one group of mice who was a control that had no vaporizer. They had another group of mice who had vaporizers with nicotine and another group of mice who had vaporizers with no nicotine. Now, the study showed that there were no real key difference between the mice who ingested nicotine vape or those who ingested just regular vape. And so towards the end of the experiment, they wanted to test to see whether these three groups who were exposed to a lethal dose of, I don't remember the name of the chemical, which would generally lead mice to die, to see who lived longer, who died first, and if any numerical data can be, you know, taken from the study. And what they found was there was minimal difference between the health of somebody who vaporized with nicotine and those who vaporized without nicotine, just a straight aerosol without any nicotine. It and the control. The control, it, it, it looks like, survived the longest naturally because it has cleaner lungs. It's not ingesting anything toxic. Now, they wanted to know why. You know, once you have something like this that shows evidence of, you know, a clear distinction between an organism that vaped or exposed to vape and those that didn't, they wanted to know why. So what do science what what do scientists do? They go under a microscope, they put on their lab coats and they get to work. These scientists from this study, which I'll try and find and link into link in the description, found that mice who ingested vapes or vaporizer had a lower immune system. And so when you have a lower immune system, what does that mean? When your immune system is lower, it's susceptible towards outside threats. Just imagine you living in a city. Now, all you guys who ever grew up in a city like myself in New York City, you know what those doors look like. You don't have just that one key lock on a doorknob. You have the key lock above the door, you have the padlock, and you have the chain lock. Just in case somebody gets a little froggy and decides to pop open two locks, you have that third one just in case. And trust me, that chain lock can be broken. Don't ask me how I know. I'm just saying it's pretty easy to break. Don't even know why it's a thing. This should be much stronger metal. But anyway, the point is, <laughs> I lost my point. Jeez. The point is that organisms that ingested the vaporizer, what happens to your lungs is we have these things in our bodies called macrophages. So as I mentioned before, when you guys get zits or you guys get pimples that CBD can help, you know, lower inflammation on, the body sends out these macrophages whose whole job is to engulf or uh, uh, um, engulf and destroy any foreign bodies or any threats to the body, Right. I think it's called phagotosis. Uh, I'm not cursing. That's really the biological name of what these macrophages do. Imagine a cell that's like Kirby. Your cell is Kirby. And when it'd be cool if this podcast had visuals because it'd be much, much easier. So imagine your macrophage is Kirby and it sees a threat, right? Kirby gets excited. You know what I'm saying? Breathes in a lot of air and tries to suck in whatever that foreign body that can cause damage and engulfs it. So it acts as a deterrent as one of your many soldiers when it comes to any type of or preventing disease or preventing you from getting hurt. Right. So much like an army who requires their army or their soldiers to be fit, to be healthy, to work out. That's why they run. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. I will run, run. Like, I don't know what they say in the military. Don't don't get mad at me, vets. I love you all. But uh, that's all jokes and games. But you guys understand that army requires people to be fit. That's why you have a president who has bone spurs, can't be a soldier because he got bone spurs. He's a liability on the battlefield. So similar to how a soldier who is outer weight, who may be fat, 
who you know who maybe not fit to uh, fight a battle is a liability on the battlefield. You don't want them fighting for you. So what happens is when you vaporize anything, nicotine or non-nicotine, and obviously cannabis as well. The reaction by your macrophages are they get fat. They get less able to, you know, be lean enough to take care of the defenses that may come. So when your macrophages are fat, they're less active. Not that they're, yeah, they're less active and they're less effective at destroying a potential threat, just like any overweight, severely overweight soldier over in the battlefield. Right? Hope you get my, my analogy. So this is the first finding that showed that there is a definitive damage that can be done by vaporizers which literally is lowering your immune system so now it goes to what happened to those 383 people when they caught diseases they all have something in common they were all around 18 to 19 years old which means that they're still developing they haven't reached their full potential jewel has been around for about two to three years in those two to three years you can imagine these children smoking these vaporizers from freshman year all the way up to senior year straight they're going to the bathrooms hanging out and vaping they're walking to school they're vaping they're on the bus to school or out out of school they're vaping they're at a party they're vaping they're gaming they're vaping they're even using a toilet and they're vaping you guys get a picture you're probably gonna get sick of the word vaping by the end of this podcast but it's just to put that idea into your mind so most of the people getting sick in this uh 383 cases they're all around 18 19 they've all not only been vaping something like a jewel they've also been vaping cannabis they've been vaping cbd they've been vaping off-brand vapes and so the combination of all some of these teens are are, are presenting over 30 different vaping products or brands that they ingested at a time. So these are serial, serial vapors, people who vape all the time. And that's the thing about Juul. Like, you know, cigarettes is something that you have to walk outside, you know, find a lighter maybe, find a cigarette if you don't have one, and then go ahead and light up. But with something like Juul, you could literally be driving like myself. I'll drive home, listen to a podcast, listen to music, and then puff away on my Juul as I, as I continue. And that ease of use causes much more vaping vaping to happen because it's much easier it's much uh soothing it's it's much more uh comfortable to use than something that you have to inhale that's combustible you know you're not coughing you don't smell like it you guys already know what a vaporizer is i don't gotta explain it but that being said this is first definitive evidence is to show what vaping can do to the lungs so if you are a vapor whether cannabis non-cannabis nicotine or non-nicotine just know that when you vape you are lowering the ability for your lungs to fight off certain diseases and that's why these 383 cases a lot of them came down with lipid pneumonia or just pneumonia uh pneumonia is a uh what's the word i think pneumonia is a bacteria something something uh caucus bacteria don't remember the name but uh pneumonia is a bacteria that's almost the word i forgot what the medical term is but it's advantageous and it takes effect once your immune system is lowered so imagine you have a battle being fought and you have one side that will fight a war knowing that it's not going to win the battle, but his whole job is to put you know, itself on a rope-a-dope like Muhammad Ali, tire out the competition, and then once that competition is tired, boom, pneumonia. And that's exactly what happens with these vitamin E acetate or other contaminants that are found in the vaporizers. It could be heavy metals, could be a bunch of different things. But that's why you see these people catching pneumonia because their immune system, their macrophages, their immune cells in their lungs are not fit. They are actually containing lots of fat and aren't able to defend itself the way it normally would. So again, if you vape out there, please stay safe. Even if you're vaping, you know, uh, stuff that comes from a legal market, which we can guarantee be cleaner, 
have less heavy metals, if any heavy metals at all, will be tested and does not or will not carry vitamin E acetate. You think an investor is going to invest in a company and allow their company to keep the same stuff that people are keeping away? Man, yeah, so they're not going to have pesticides, they're not going to have, you know, mold, moldy cannabis if they're legal. But if you're buying from a legal source, like a like your weed man, you never know what's going to be. So you got to think, hearing that 400 people have gotten sick from vaping, that's going to cause you to kind of stay away, right? And that's exactly what's happening in California, in Colorado, and Nevada, including Washington. They're all recreational states, yet they've all seen a decline, a significant decline in vaporizer sales as a response to this vaping epidemic. So of course this podcast is all about cannabis news and maybe you're you know, a future cannabis entrepreneur, you just like to know what's going on in the market, but you should know this stat for sure. As you know, vaping is the fastest growing market in the cannabis industry. Some predicted that by 2020, 2022, that vaporizers will be the number one item in legal cannabis sales. And you know why, it's easy to use. Right, so the vaporizer share or market share in California stood at around 32.8%. That's pretty large. I believe flour is at around 40%. And that was in that was in August. But now after this vaping epidemic, we're seeing California vape market fall to 28.9%. Okay? 28.9%. That's pretty significant drop in market share. I mean, I'm sure they're even having, you know, consumers walk in and return the vapes they just had because they don't want to die. They don't want to get sick. They don't want to end up like this guy that sounds like an infomercial. I'm 18 years old with 20, with 70 year old 70 year old lungs. Please don't vape. Learn it from me. I don't mean to make fun of the kid, but uh, the video for just sounds. The video just looks so fishy to me. I don't know. And the way the story just kind of traveled so fast, it just sounds so contrived and perhaps funded by the tobacco industry. But call me a conspiracy theorist. Call me someone who has grandiose, you know, theories that only are backed by too much facts. But come on, it just the, the video just looks too clean and cut. Anyway, continue with the story. So in Colorado, the share of vapes fell way more sharply than California. It looks like people in California, in Colorado are much more uh, health conscious and are willing to take actions to change anything that's going on with them. And so the market share of vaporizers in Colorado was 19.4%. Wait. Yeah, it fell from 19.4% in August to 15.4% in September, all right? And in other places, they're seeing as far as a 21% drop in market share. I mean, listen, if you're a business, that is scary, scary, scary. And that's why we're seeing so many of them release the press releases because, yo, they have to do it. They literally have to release the press releases, know that their, you know, product is safe because these customers are doubting. These customers want to be healthy. They watch the news. And so it is It is in their best interest to persuade their customer or being to persuade a customer, patients, whatever, that they are making the best decision buying their vapes. I mean, listen, plenty of cannabis vape businesses and trade organizations have to do damage control, right? They're issuing statements regarding safety and lab tested legal marijuana vaporizer products and the dangers of the illicit market. I mean, all of this sounds like if I'm a legal cannabis business, I'm rum I'm rubbing my hands like Birdman and smiling with one eyebrow up in the air like I'm the rock because I it just it just sounds too good to be true if you're a legal cannabis business because everyone's going to go towards you. And it's almost like in the market when they want to have a stock fall, they create something called FUD, which is fear, uncertainty and doubt. So a lot of FUD and fear, uncertainty and doubt is being applied to vaporizers and we're seeing the sales literally decline week 
after week, you know, and the pulmonary illness epidemic caused to eat cigarettes is found in over 33 states. That's 33 states out of 50. That's a large, large amount. No wonder why President Trump went ahead and decided, yo, we're going to try and ban this. I mean, of course, it's hypocritical to, to allow opioids to flourish and allow cigarettes to flourish, killing so many people. But come on, I guess when you equate kids into the picture, there has to be some type of action because saying that it's for 18 year olds only is not cutting it whatsoever. So there's been pl plenty of cannabis. All right, I kind of already read that already. But yeah, just listen, a lot of things are going down in the cannabis industry, folks. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to. Listen, if I were you, I would stay away from cannabis vapes right now. Just just for just for the meanwhile, because both the FDA and the CDC are active in trying to figure out what it is. Are they sure? Are they sure as to what is causing the sickness? They aren't. But what it sounds like is that it's the, these young people whose lungs are not fully developed and from a young age, like 13, 14, 15, have been using something like Juul recklessly, constantly. You know, even regarding the price raise and, and the elimination of the flavored pods, people are still enjoying their Jewel or whatever vaporizer they're jeweling, e-cigarette or e-juice, because it tastes good. And it's something to do that relaxes your anxiety as well. So stay away from the vapes for now until we learn something more. I mean, the CDC is saying, yo, there's no way this company, Jewel, look, Jewel is about to catch a, a class action lawsuit from left, right, and center, even from above their heads, because that, if that guy gets anywhere close towards a settlement, everybody's running. The FDA have already sent out a uh, warning level a warning to to the uh, jewel company because they were stating that it's 90 something percent healthier than cigarettes which now we know it's not the case the lungs of the human body are not meant to take in vapor and that's why we're seeing these macrophages in your lungs get fat and irresponsive towards danger coming around them could you imagine having a security guard with a big pot belly but isn't really strong just, just like a homer simpson pot belly these macrophages are just sitting there with a duff in hand with their eyes closed and their feet up. Like you ever pass by security guards in business and businesses and buildings and kind of get worried because they're sleeping on the job. Like, yo, aren't you supposed to be protecting us, bro or miss? But I get it. You're tired. It is what it is. So anyway, this has been the episode of High TV. We give you guys an update. We've told you guys how the market have dropped significantly in California, in Nevada, in Washington, and also in Colorado when it comes to vaporizers. We've told you that people are carrying their vaporizers back, returning, or not buying them at all. You know, companies are stepping up, sending out press releases to try and stop the damage control, which is happening by all this fear, uncertainty, and doubt in the market. I mean, is it caused by the tobacco companies? Who knows? Is it caused by the health companies? Who knows? But just know that cannabis is not new towards, you know, business conglomerates coming together to create a false narrative, all in order to keep people away from the plant. Reefer Madness was that. Telling people that if you smoke cannabis, uh, it will, or people that smoke cannabis like black people would rape white women. You know, just racist things that were uttered all towards deterring the proliferation of hemp and also cannabis. Now, of course, we like to be silly and have fun on this podcast, but this vaping epidemic is no joke. It's really, really serious. People are dying out here. Um, and a lot of children, in fact, are taking it. I myself use vaporizer. I'm not even proud of it because I try my best not to. But for some reason, just find his way back. You know, I feel like Tyrone Biggums. 
Oh man, so this has been this has been another episode of High TV. Again, thank you for listening. Shout out to all the listeners who come in week in and week out. You guys are the bomb.com. Tell your friend about our podcast. Go on Apple Podcasts, find other cannabis podcasts, and then go ahead and subscribe to them when the, after you subscribe to us. That way on Apple, you know, we'll be able to suggest more cannabis podcasts because for some reason I'm being lumped together with TI and a few others. I guess my voice sounds like I'm from, you know, I don't know what it is, but Just help us out there. Give us five stars on iTunes if you enjoyed it. Hit us up on Instagram. We'll send a message. We'll show you guys some love. And, uh, yo, stay safe from these vapes, man. Please stay safe. So one one quick recap. Dogs in California may soon be allowed to use THC for medical reasons. Jamaica. Bup, bup. Big up, Jamaica. Donovan. Keisha. Jamaica. Yo, everywhere. You seeing. Yo, Jamaica will now uh, uh, soon start exporting their medical ganja towards Europe and Canada in the near future. Again, their population is only 3 million and it's difficult to try and run a large cannabis company on such a small island where chances are they're going to smoke their own weed anyway. Next, we have Cali ain't playing no more. They shut down weed maps. They are almost shut down cannabis buses and they're raiding sites left and right so Nomo was the latest with 60,000 pounds or 60,000 plants that is crazy 60,000 individual plants that's a multi-million dollar seizure right there I hope the guy that uh, supplies him isn't too upset because you know that game goes and uh, last but not least and the most important is this vaping crisis we let you guys know that the vaping crisis uh, uh, is causing a dip in sales all around recreational states we also let you guys know that the reason why people are getting sick is not only because of vitamin acetate and you know lipid pneumonia it's also because when you take in vapor whether it's nicotine or non-nicotine that causes the macrophages or the immune cells in your lungs to become fat and fatty so imagine having a fat soldier on the field where of course he probably is good at you know sniping because he's laying down his stomach you know solid foundation but but imagine him running you know from back and forth it's not going to be that easy to take care of a threat when you're overweight you know or when your cells are 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 fatty and so the study just goes on even says that maybe vaping is even bad especially with nicotine is bad for your bones because apparently your bones releases hormones that causes fight or flight and uh we thought it's adrenal but it comes from your bones very interesting i think it's uh I don't even want to pronounce the name because I can't pronounce it. But anyway, the point is, folks, stay safe. You know, for the past couple of episodes we've had, you guys, we told you guys to stay safe when the story just came out in Wisconsin, and now it's happening more and more. It was five deaths last week, and now it's six deaths. I myself am worried because I vape from time to time. Vaping helps me keep calm, keeps my cool, and it kind of just gives me something to do in the meantime. But those small luxuries aren't meant or equate ever towards the luxury of a healthy, happy life. So high TV... Or hi fam, stay tuned and stay high. Hi TV. Peace.
Hi, this is Dez from Habits National, and I hope you guys enjoyed the latest episode from Cannabis News Now. Now, we are looking for a unique quality CBD slash hemp brand that I'm sure our listeners and users on Instagram will love. Now, if you think you are that company, don't be afraid to reach out and hit us up at hempitonationalco at gmail.com or DM us at hempitonational on Instagram. See you soon.